This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. It's a Sunday kind of love by Maya Tan. Happy Sunday. First up, it's show season. There seem to be a lot of musical performances and theatre performances as well. And uh, there are a couple of great shows happening this weekend and next weekend that I really wanted to highlight to you. So what I did was um, I got the performers on the line uh, and here they are to tell us what to expect. First up, we've got Najwa on the phone. My relationship with music, well, it began when I was probably three. Um, I watched my sister play the piano. She had like piano lessons and I just fell in love with the instrument and I told my mom that I wanted to learn how to play the piano. And then from then onwards, it was just, I want to say love-hate relationship. You know, when you're like an angry teen and then you don't want to go for piano lessons. And, but then I kind of, I used music as an outlet for me to just, you know, release whatever feelings, whether I was happy about something or unhappy about something, you know, I kind of turned to music for that. It's all love now, no hate. I think. Um, Medini Live, it's basically a launching of the Mall of Medini in Iskandar in Johor. I found out about it through uh, No Black Tie, you know, you've been enough No Black Tie and she asked me if I would perform for the launch. So I was very excited to do that because I'm Johorian. I'll be performing my songs from the EP Aurora, most of the songs. And I'll be performing with Junie Brothers, like Junie, which is basically Tony, Tony Parker and um, Jupiter. And we'll also have another guest bass player from Singapore, Tim, Tim Dakota. So I'm really excited to be playing with them. So the show is actually free, so anybody can come and watch the show. Um, it's going to be on the 7th of June, 9pm is my slot. And it's going to be at Black Box Mall of Madini. And next up, I called uh, Junji Delfino, who's got a show called Lady Sings the Shows. Hi, everybody. It's me again. Music means a lot to me. I grew up in the Philippines. I was fortunate enough to have been born into a family of musicians. So I, I grew up with a lot of music in the home. My dad was a huge influence on me, obviously, because he was a jazz musician himself and also an actor. And my, my life is a parallel of his. So because of that legacy that he's left, that legacy of music, I have carried on for the last 35 years now just living and basking in the glory of music. It's very close to my heart. I've always like had this dream of being able to one day sing, sing in a musical, perform Broadway, West End, and of course, I'm no, I'm no Leia Salongala. So no, you're Junji Delfino. <laughs> so this is my way of fulfilling that dream is let me just sing these show tunes, you know, because they, I grew up with so many of these wonderful, wonderful, wonderful songs. And some of them you can't really do like in a jazz club because especially in KL where people are not necessarily there for the music, so they don't really listen. 
but show tunes are such that they demand to be heard. The songs are, are such that they tell a story and you need to latch on to that story to see the beauty and the color and the life of that of that particular song. So, yeah, show tunes. That's why. Okay, uh, the show dates are 12, 13, 14 June. That's next weekend. Um, ticket prices are 65 and 115. Uh, show starts at about 9 thereabouts and uh, it'll be about 45 minutes per set and it's at Theatre Lounge Cafe in uh, Hatama, opposite Hatama Shopping Complex. Check out theaterloungecafe.com or you can hit me up on Facebook. Please come. <laughs> I'll see you there. And then finally, Sean Ghazi himself, um, he has a very special show coming up next weekend. Wonderful tonight. Um, well, it's my initiative. Um, I had a, a bit of a, a personal experience with um, a Nepali waiter uh, in a restaurant and um, I was kind of touched by him and his, his story and uh, decided to do something about it. I didn't know whether it was going to be just like help this guy out, give him an angpao or do something more. And then I decided that uh, we were actually in a position to do something more. And um, fast forward to today, we are 10 days away from a, from a little concert, a show at uh, Connection at Nexus Auditorium, that's Bangsa South. And um, I've extended the scope of the, of, the, of the fundraiser to include Klantan as well. I've asked uh, my good friend Diana Yusuf um, to share the stage spotlight and microphone. Um, and I've also asked Tony Yusuf, no relation to Diana, but we call them the Adi Buradik. <laughs> Tony and I are going to do a little duel of the P. Rumleys. And I've also asked um, Suhaili Michelin, uh, a fabulous dancer, to take the stage. Um, well, the music, it's kind of like what, what I do, the genre that I do, which has been described as P. Ramli meets Michael Bublé meets Sean Ghazi, sort of, um, you know, uh, easy listening. And I'm, I'm a jazz crooner, so songs in that mold. The usual suspects, the guitar and jiwas of the world. <laughs> We're going to mix up the languages, so a little bit of English, a little bit of uh, Bahasa Malaysia, and um, Diana will also sing in French. We are working with Mercy Malaysia, yes. I would love to say all proceeds. Uh, we do have some very basic production costs that we need to cover, but I'm working on getting pledges between now and showtime. And in fact, during during the show, I'm going to be auctioning some songs off. So, uh, you know, hopefully between now and um, the concert, that we were actually going to be able to say all proceeds um, go to Mercy Malaysia. Uh, it's the 13th and the 14th of June. Showtime is at 8.30. The 13th is a gala performance. And the ticket, uh, sorry, the donation uh, prices are either 280 or 380 And the performance on Sunday is at 180 Tickets can be bought online at my ticket.my. The venue is the auditorium connection at Nexus, Bangsa South. If you click on myticket.my, it's, uh, all the information comes up. See you there. And now back to the title of the show, Epomania. Ipomania, defined as a passion for writing epics, is the title for today's show. It calls to mind wild, unbridled symphonies and Jackson Pollock, 2,000-page novels and Game of Thrones. Artistic inspiration arriving in large waves that engulf the artist, requiring a massive outpouring of love and labour. As you must have guessed, today we'll be speaking to an Ipomaniac, or two, or three. 
Onsan is an award-winning composer, arranger and music director for film and musical theatre. He's been nominated seven times for the Kakisani Bo Cameroonian Arts Awards and he's won four Camis including awards for Best Original Score, Best Musical Director and Audience Choice Award. His musical Marrying Me was recently showcased in New York City as part of the New York Theatre Barn Concert Series 2014. Apart from a long list of commercial work and film scores, his debut album, Epomania, an epic soundtrack by Onsan, is available for downloads on iTunes. We've had the opportunity to listen to two tracks when Stephanie Van Driesen came onto the show. You can look up the podcast for that on uh, bfm.my if you missed it. And I can say a lot more, but it's probably best to let his music speak. To have you on the show, Onsan. Hi, Maya. Thanks. Thanks for having us. And of course, you have your collaborators here with you. We've got Jazz Songbird and Soul Sister, Ida Mariana, Hello. whom we all know from her brand of Kabaya Jazz, played at popular venues in KL and also for her role as Bayan in the epic Putri Gunung Ledang, the musical. Mm-hmm. And last but hardly least, guitarist, composer, educator, Asamat, who has an epic musical career. He's performed around the world, been featured as solo classical guitarist at the MPO, worked with Grammy award winners, has four music degrees. We'll certainly be talking more to each of you about, you know, all of your musical history. Uh, but first, a big welcome to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, Onsan, Epomania, yeah. as you quote on your website, means kind of a, a craze for epic or a great passion for creating the epic. Yeah. So what's the epic story that you're telling in this new album, Epomania 2, Time and Space? Yeah, so... Uh, the first album was called uh, Ipomania, just that. Uh, and this second, the sequel, is still Ipomania, Ipomania 2, but with time and space. And as it suggests, it's, uh, it's just a bit more futuristic sounding to it. So imagine a film score for your life in the future. So what would that sound like, you know, that sort of uh, a world that we are trying to create here? In a nutshell, yeah. from the first album? Yeah, uh, the first album was more, if you're talking about musical style, it's more orchestral, it feels with rock. This time round, it's still orchestral, but less rock, a bit more, I think I would say, electronic. And the other difference between the first album and this album is that it has a lot more people involved in it this time round. (laughs) 
uh, because I made a lot more friends. Bigger budget? <laughs> uh, no, actually, <laughs> budget still the same. No, um, yeah, have really really awesome friends in the industry, and you know people like us and Ida, they have their you know amazing careers, and yet they choose to you know be a part of this little epic album. So love I'm really love that little epic <laughs> yeah. album. Yeah. I'm really, really grateful. Just so I just want to say that first. I mean we've foremost. heard the music, it's hardly little. Oh. <laughs> I mean yeah, it, definitely I'm really looking forward to this second album because of them. Because of all these collaborations that I'll be mm. embarking on. Yeah. So have you guys kind of come together to discuss the vision of that music? It's slightly electronical, it's futuristic, it's still epic. Yeah, so I've sort of met with them individually, not as a group yet. We'll do that soon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, also, the, the album is to be released in September. So we are actually right smack in the midst of the writing stage, the creating stage. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times when I meet up with, uh, you know, us, Ida, uh, it's about, you know, what we want to create, what we want to hear in this album, in this song that we're working on. As how would you describe the album or can you tell us about what you have in mind? Um, well, there's several parts to it. I think Onsan, when he approached me to collaborate on this album, so I, I have a few roles. I guess one that um, I was very honored to be a part of is he wants me to be a co-composer for some of the music. Um, and so we started work on that. We went in the studio, uh, me, uh, Stephanie Vendrison, and himself, and Onsan had already created a track, the, so something, the soundscape, beautiful uh, atmospheric soundscape. And there we were in the studio and we were supposed to do something on top of that. And I think that's uh, the beauty of collaborating with Onsan. He was very open to whatever we wanted to do. And so we came in, um, I had an idea on electric guitar, it sounded fitting, and then Stephanie had her poem and she started singing. Uh, over that and we did several takes. It was a very organic process and yeah. I think it complements uh, with his music, with the orchestral stuff, a lot of it's from his input and his vision and those tracks were more collaborative and very picturesque. In fact, I just heard what he did after that, he did more to it, more <laughs> of his magic to it. And um, so that's so far what we've done. And as a guitarist, I'm also going to be playing on some of his tracks that he has already orchestrated. So mm -hmm. that's exciting as well. So it's a mixture of live instruments and your orchestrations? Yep, mm -hmm. it will be, yeah. We're planning to record a 16 string uh, little orchestra also. Wow, so 16 strings. Yeah. Wow, that's going to sound amazing. And uh, Ida, did Onsan approach you to sing on this album? Yeah, Onsan did um, come to me and said, do you want to be part of my second album? And, you know, without thinking twice, of course I said yes, because um, I heard what he and Stephanie um, and Grace did in Ipomania 1. It's an amazing album. Onsan is... Um, a really humble boy. He's actually quite a genius. <laughs> um, and um, looking at all the names he's working with, he's working with you know us and so many wonderful um, music makers in Malaysia. I just wanted to be part of it as well.
Alson, maybe yeah. you could share a little bit about your musical influences and how it's sort of, you know, come to Ipomania. Uh, it's a concept album, meaning um, it's based on a certain idea. And for Time and Space, it's based on what film scores would sound like if it's done in a sound bite sizes uh, sort of idea. So, in other words, if you take a film score from any film and then you sort of pick one of your favorite tracks in there and then making it into a three-minute or four-minute track. So all the songs are sort of based in that concept. The songs are not a, a exactly linked to each other, but they're all linked tight with a sort of a, a theme to it. So anybody can just pick it up and listen to each song and, you know, they can easily appreciate it without having the knowledge of film score necessarily. Or even, uh, yeah, it's not written for any film for that matter. What sort of music has influenced you yeah. over the years? Uh, so film scores... Uh, one of the major uh, influences, people like you know John Williams, Hans Zimmer, they are like legends out there. And then obviously people like Joe Hisashi, you know, this other animation composers as well. Yeah. Joe Hisashi does uh, Studio Ghibli, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. How do you select your collaborators, you know, as Ida? Yeah, so firstly, obviously, I have like, you know, a relationship with them. You know? <laughs> uh, whether I've worked with them um, in one way or another. Uh, and I sort of look at the album and sort of ask myself, how can I make this better, you know, and how can I expand the sound I guess you know so rather than just limiting it to myself for what I can do um, I'm looking at it as in how I can improve this song how can I improve this overall this whole album you know what I need to to add into it uh, for example uh, one of the artists whom I'm collaborating with uh, his name is Ronnie Tan mm -hmm. he's an amazing violinist so when I first heard him play I knew that you know I wanted to get him to do a couple of tracks in a song, so and then same thing with Ida. I know her style of singing. I know her her voice. So how I can use that, you know, their talent, their skills, you know, to enhance that, that sort of track. Yeah. Mm. Um, did you set out to achieve certain things in the first album? For example, I want to create this sound. I want to create this yeah. certain number of tracks and yeah. So, so the first album was really a try and error <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. It was still very raw. It was, it was my first uh, album. Mm. Uh, all I want to do is to, I think, to just compose and create this world. Um, it wasn't very collaborative, it was all happening in my head and you know, just churning up material. Uh, but I've learned in that process, you know, there is beauty in collaboration. I mean, it's great that, you know, if you can do everything on your own, you know, you can create these sounds. But when you add another element in, you know, something that you are not familiar with even, you know, it challenges you as a, as a composer to think out of the box, you know. So I think that um, that's the difference between the first album and this album. Yeah, the first album was more what I want to do, what I can do. The second album is, you know, how I can make this work even better. Are there any specific ways in which you're looking to push your boundaries? Yeah, we talked a little bit. I mean, like with Ida, you know, even exploring her voice range, mm. exploring some of the things that she can do vocally, 
because I know Ida is super amazing. You know, she can do a lot of stuff with her voice. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I I've heard it, I've seen it. Uh, so I can't wait to you know work on those tracks before. Well, I'm proud to say that we'll be giving you a preview of Ipomania 2, Time and Space. That's right, you heard it here first on the Sunday <laughs> Kind of Love. Let's take a listen to song one from the album. Of course, obviously, you're going to be coming up with titles for them at a yes. later date. Well, Sunday Kind of Love continues in just a bit with Onsan, Ida Mariana, Asamad. We'll be hearing more from the lovely Ida Mariana in a few moments. So don't go away. BFM 89.9.
It's a Sunday kind of love by Maritan. If you've just joined us, I have Onsan, Ida Mariana, and As Samad in the studio. We're talking about Onsan's second album, Ipomania 2, Time and Space. And so the lovely jazz songbird is here with us today, Ida Mariana. Hello. You're actually trained as a lawyer, aren't you? I was. <laughs> uh, but then you began your career in theatre. I remember you mm-hmm. were very involved with Five Arts Centre. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this led to a master's degree in Sydney. Yeah. Coming home, you you lectured, you were acting, and you also found yourself singing at various jazz venues, mm-hmm. finding your voice, and you know, just sort of like really uh, getting deeper and deeper into the musical side of mm-hmm. things, right? Mm-hmm. Did you always know that you're a performer, or you know, I knew I wanted to perform ever since I was little. Um, you know, people would say they want to be a doctor, lawyer, uh, dentists and stuff. But I knew I wanted to be a singer. That was number one on my list. I wanted to be uh, a piano teacher and I wanted to be a diver. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why not? I was, I was little. I was about six or seven. Mm-hmm. I've always known. I've always known. You've always no known. No matter what happened, this was going to happen. Yeah. So music. you would pursue it somehow. Mm. Mm. At six, you want to be a diver? Yeah. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Wow. Um, Ansan, you know, what about Ida's voice made you think, aha, there's a match or there's a texture that I want to work with or it's going to bring in something into my music? Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's so obvious. I mean, when you listen to Ida's uh, voice, you know, it's... There's a sort of a, I guess, soul, I would say, um, in her. Um, and when she sings, she doesn't just sing a note. She really expresses it. Mm. Yeah, you know, Aww. she goes for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, yeah. So that's and what attracted me. What would you say your main genres are? You know, I, I know I started off, um, I've always been a jazz um, enthusiast, but I discovered that, you know, other than jazz, I, I love pop, funk, blues, uh, soul. And um, I discovered that... Uh, without planning it I was performing them more I was doing all sorts of genres but um, for me it is more expressing the soul expressing the song mm. uh, that is most important to me when I, when I perform so yeah who are your musical influences? They, they range from Ella Fitzgerald, Billie Holiday, Prince to, you know, um, it, it's just got to be good music and it speaks to the soul. That speaks to me. A tap from a lot of different kind of uh, performers and um, composers and writers. And so, have you found that your musical style has changed over the years? For sure, you know, as, as we grow, um, life happens and... Um, you know, you feel yourself um, expanding in different ways and the way you sing is completely different and, and therefore I find myself singing different songs, different things in very different ways um, now. Uh, I'm not the same singer I was 10 years ago, that's for sure. So um, that's why I enjoy doing musical theatre. I enjoy doing jazz to pop or funk. Mm. I can identify with that actually, yeah. yeah. You know, apart from jazz, I know you've used your voice in a lot of different ways mm-hmm. in acting in theatre and particularly in playing Bayan in PGL mm-hmm. right that kind of like mm. uh, created a very deep almost surreal mm. sound yes. even very spiritual yes. how are you exploring your voice with Onsan? You know, 
when I went to see uh, On Sun, was it two weeks ago? Yeah. And, I mean, I know his music, I know his stuff, and he made me listen to um, what I'll be singing on. I really got excited in terms of what the music will do to me because I actually let what I hear affect me and trigger um, what comes. I, c- I can't think, but I know that it, uh, I feel that it'll be very spiritual for me. Actually, what comes out will be very spiritual. Um, as what happened with when I do Bayan, it, it, it's a very comes from a different realm so I, I feel that's what's going to come out um, with the recording with Onsan yeah that was my next question actually mm. you know having worked with you I know that you're a very emotional performer mm. and very spiritual you're also very in tune with visuals and imagery yeah. so I was going to ask you know what kinds of images or emotions were evoked in your work with Onsan but I guess that remains to be seen mm. yes, yeah. yes but visually I think uh, yeah as you were saying you know you know you're going to have a spiritual experience mm. when I was listening to it that day um I did see because you know it's time and space. I did see um, a lot of stars when I'm listening to. It. I was closing my eyes and listening yeah. to it, right? and I was singing in my head. I was he could, he could hear me doing stuff on my <laughs> own, but I actually saw, funnily enough, myself on another planet yeah. um, for a while and just coursing through the stars. Yeah, yeah, I remember when I first played the song to Ida because she was right behind me, and then. I saw her, her eyes was closed and she was almost like in this trance state. <laughs> I was looking at her and I was like, should I wake her up? <laughs> like, she fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, but then she told me she went into this other, you know, this, this she saw a world. Yeah, um, yeah and, and that was really amazing. So that's why I'm so interested to see what comes out of that, you know, yeah. when we do. So us as a co-composer, you know, these visuals and imagery, is it is it resonating with what your vision was? Well, um, I, I don't see so much visuals. To me, I, like, I, I really just hear the soundscapes and it's more kind of a feeling, an emotion for me. That's how I kind of feel music. Mm. And the best part is just... He has, okay, Onsan has an artistic vision. He has this idea of a concept album and that really resonates with me because I, I just released my new album and it's also a concept album as well. It's called Postcard Dari Malaysia. Oh, lovely. I, yeah, and, and so I like the idea because no no one's coming to him, Onsan, you have to write, a, you know, an Ipomania album. It's going to be <laughs> epic. It's, it's not the kind of thing that someone comes up to you, you must write this epic album. It's like he's an artistic person. He's driven to create this world. And we happen to be, you know, musical travelers with him. And so um, the collaborative process to me is a big part of it. And just, you know, what can we create? We don't know yet. We have an idea. And I think the journey is going to be exciting, you know, as we make it, as we share it. Yeah, Yeah. I think the journey might even be the best part for all of you. Yeah, so we're Instagramming those moments. Yeah, (laughs) there's, uh, there's one thing about us just playing I remember when we were in the studio uh, as he mentioned earlier the minute he starts strumming the guitar and then you know there was this whole the soundscape was playing and again Stephanie was right behind us I don't know what she was doing <laughs> probably going into another world as well <laughs> and then <laughs> and us just strummed uh, you know the, the first chord and as he keeps on playing he keeps on playing there was this sense of uh, it's almost like he's telling a story uh without words you know he has that ability of of creating that uh almost you know there's this arc um beginning and then it rises and then so there's all this it comes very natural to to us you know so i think that's one of the reasons why we connect to because you know we we sort of tell stories with our music um in a way you know 
and we we were talking about it as when he approached me um, about his project you know I sent him um, I had I already listened to his album before and I sent him numerous tracks just like a sampler almost of the different kinds of textures and different kinds of music I've been composing and improvising over the years so you know we have kind of this respect with each other's work and then we so we have this frame of reference and we're trying to meet in the middle and see yeah. what we can create and go higher than that you know create mm. something special that you can't create on your own mm. yeah interesting um you know actually when i heard the first album it i was quite surprised because i i'm familiar with your work on marrying me oh okay and that's a totally different totally different style, yeah which i also <laughs> love which i also Thank love you. um you know what pushed you in in this other direction I think it's always been there. It's just these two worlds. Is, I think it's the other side of me. <laughs> <laughs> the darker, uh, the more, you know, epic. Um, yeah, Nell, Nell Ong used to say that, you know, this is my my uh, alter ego <laughs> kind of thing, <laughs> manifesting. Uh, but I think it's also a world that I've, I've, I'm always drawn to ever since I was a kid. You know, I love film scores. Mm-hmm. As much as I love theater, musical theater, I've, you know, I grew up listening to all these epic scores by John Williams, I remember them and I remember the feeling of you know when I was listening to it you know so y- yeah that there's the sense of you know that whole world I, you know I really want to create that again that kind of thing mm. what do you think would be challenges working on this album coordinating everybody <laughs> <laughs> it's the schedules right yeah it's not the creative process it's not the collaboration yeah I think because you know everybody is so busy you know and and rightfully so you know there are um they have their own careers, so I think getting their times together that was uh, a challenge for me. Mm. Yeah, one of the challenges. Mm. I don't know about you guys. I don't see it. I don't. I don't foresee any challenges uh, at all, <laughs> other than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, on Sun and Az, I wanted to ask what your strategy was in terms of uh, using the voices of Froya, Bijou, and uh, and Nick Davis as well. What do you think they'll bring to the table? Oh, so. Uh, with Froya, Bijou, and Nick Davis, uh, their songs are actually more—they um, are the bonus tracks, basically. So imagine, like, if you're watching Titanic, and then Celine Dion will sing the bonus track at the end of the of the film. Uh, so, in some ways, it's like that. It's it's they're not exactly related to the album, but they're standalone songs. Uh, Froya, Bijou, and and uh, Nick Davis is again because I've known them, I've worked with them before, and we've talked about uh, collaborating um, on a few songs together. So. Why not, you know, include it into this album as well? Is there yeah. a song that we can play right now before we get to the next bit? Sure. Um, this song that uh, you're going to hear, it's a pretty epic violin track, which uh, Ronnie w- will be playing on top of that. Ronnie Tan. Ronnie Tan, yeah. At the moment, it's still uh, it's, it's pre-recorded. It's a, it's a temp, but uh, you get a taste of it, what it sounds like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's another preview for you right there. Uh, that's song four from Apermania 2, Time and Space. Asani Kind of Love returns in just a bit. We'll be discovering all about our summit next. So stay tuned on BFM 89.9.
It's Asante Kanala by Maya Tan. Welcome. We've got three epic musicians in the studio with us today. Onsan, award-winning composer, arranger and music director. Triple threat performer, Ida Mariana. She sings, she acts, she dances and more. And uh, musician, educator and composer extraordinaire, As Samad. So As, I want to put you in the limelight for a little bit. Um, you've appeared on 21 CDs, 10 of which are your solo releases. You've worked with Grammy Award winners, Flaco Jimenez and Max Barker. 
uh, drummer Bernie Dressel uh, from the Brian Setzer Orchestra, a host of musicians from around the world. You presented at TEDxKL in 2013. You were the featured classical guitar soloist at the MPO, uh, and you've worked with conductors and classical musicians from all over the world, sold out concerts at the MPO, and so on. You have 17 years of teaching experience and four degrees in music. Is there anything you haven't done? Oh, uh, well, I have three albums I'm releasing this year. So. <laughs> oh, yes, and, and three albums to release yeah. this year. Well, yeah, I have I have a series of concept albums. So uh, the one that's just been released is called Postcard Dari Malaysia. And it's, it has six songs that uh, have been supported by my patrons on this website called patreon.com. And so it's like a you know, like a Kickstarter style thing, mm-hmm. but an ongoing patronage project. So every time I release a song, you... Uh, you can get it first uh, through the Patreon website. So six of the songs from that website are now on this CD uh, and Postcat uh, Dari Malaysia, which is kind of a combination of more Malaysian influences to me. Mm. And then the next one coming up is going to be Postcat Dari Shanghai, uh-huh. which was completely recorded when I was in Shanghai recently. And uh, that those are five songs my impressions of Shanghai and then the next one the third one is Postcat Dari I wish I could tell you where yet <laughs> but there'll be an electric album I'm still working out the details on that so that's kind of my project this year for my solo stuff very exciting yeah and the other side is I mean besides this wonderful collaboration with Onsan I'm also working with a singer now uh, Kirsten Long and she's this amazing vocalist uh, and also jazz pianist she actually um, is my one of my students studying jazz improvisation with me on piano and I don't play piano but I can teach jazz improv and composition but we've been developing this collaborative project and we have a concert coming up in Macau um, very soon end of July wow yeah and so we have a number of shows coming up at No Black Tie Good Friends Cafe next week at Merdekarya so a lot of a lot of things coming up so those are kind of my two personal projects at the moment okay looking forward to watching you and Kristen perform um, so you play multiple roles on this album is it easy for you and Onsan to kind of share the same musical vision whenever you're you know talking about the music I know it's all kind of abstract right um but are there any epic clashes? <laughs> well, we haven't had any epic sometimes. clashes. Like sometimes, in yeah, yeah. sense of humor, he may find a joke <laughs> funny. <laughs> you know, I may think it's slightly lame, but not too lame. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think yeah. we, you know, the thing is, right? I think with collaborative projects, it's more than just the music part. We can talk about, you know, Onsan. You know, I so resonate with your background. We realized that we actually might have been. He went to NYU, uh, attended a prestigious music program. That's right. Around that same time, I might have. I almost maybe have attended NYU. I was thinking about going to NYU. We discovered a, a few yeah. coincidences while we were discussing about the project. Of course, we sidetracked talk about other things, and then we discovered we have a lot in common. Actually, even though it seems that we have you know slightly you know kind of different musical paths, and so um, these similarities are what kind of draw us to be able to work together. You know, sometimes we have we laugh at the same bad jokes and the lame jokes. Yeah, <laughs> and, the lame jokes. Say, yeah. and you know it's. <laughs> And sometimes people talk Lame about the music. Unite. Lame jokes. <laughs> We're thinking of co-writing a lame joke book. Yeah, I'm not sure. Really the really album <laughs> will probably come out first. Um, Actually, what I'd love to listen to would be like kind of a jam, where you guys are talking like this but musically. Well, you can totally get it on the album. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. In fact, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's like you know, I I think the track that we we have recorded. You know, one one of the tracks he like I said he layered this texture and I played over it and then 
it went back to him. It's like here, you know, here's the food back to the chef, and the chef, you know, creates something new. And I just heard it last night what he did to it, and my my swatch, my <laughs> little watch here, swatch. It's on the album, you know. So it is. Yeah, it's, it's on the, the album. It's on the so song. Here's a funny anecdote. Um, we we recorded, and then at the end of this recording, we suddenly like, one son's listening back to it. Hey, do you hear that? Do you hear that? What's that? What's that? What's that? Then later on, I realized that the the on my guitar, my electric guitar, the gain was so loud, so it was very loud, and my swatch was on the recording, and he kept it. Because it fit, you know, time and space, right? Time and space. Well, it's a silent time. guest star. <laughs> well, not time. so silent guest star. Because I know what is in the room. I know there is an electric guitar. I know Stephanie is at the back singing. singing. There's no way there's a... And it was in time. ...thing going on. It was on time. And then, you know, that freaked me out a bit. You know, I was asking, what is that? What's that? <laughs> and it's I was, no just, I was just happy. It's like, oh, one time, I think that's my swatch. <laughs> I put it I put it like about you know like I don't know like 50 centimeters away and but yeah. it was loud and then when we did another take I actually like <laughs> I put the swatch closer and closer to the pickup so you can hear it on the track that's yeah. fantastic and I really hope it makes the final take because that will be my first swatch performance <laughs> that's like that's that's brilliant that's such a great story you know it's it's yeah. a happy coincidence it or is. maybe it's divine intervention who knows or it could I be just a very loud watch <laughs> <laughs> But it was it fit the song. And yeah, it fit it fits the mood. He didn't totally. he didn't fight he didn't argue about that. So <laughs> he, yeah, it's perfect. That's great. The, the small little things that come into the music, right? It's yeah. just amazing. Um, you know, being such a veteran, did working on this album sort of create any new experiences for you apart from the swatch experience? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I think every time I work with people, it's always a new experience, and I think it's good to kind of um, view every experience in life as something new. It's never quite the same, you know. Um, I've worked in studios in Texas and in uh, Arizona, and you know, working in Onsan Studio as well. It's always a new experience, and so, um, yeah, he's funny. He got a sense of humor, <laughs> so it's it's interesting. <laughs> it's it's really the chemistry between working with people. It's not just always about the music. It's about the personalities interacting. Because mm. you could put ten amazing musicians in one room, but if they don't laugh at the same jokes, the music might be less funny. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, your musical heroes. Mm, my musical heroes. Um, biggest one that comes to mind, Julian Large, amazing uh, guitarist. He has a new album called World's Fair, which is a huge inspiration to my solo work. Uh, Nels Klein, who plays with too many guitar pedals, I would like to be like him someday. And there's an amazing um, kind of progressive bluegrass band called the Punch Brothers. Huge influence on my music.
Quite diverse. Yeah. Um, Onsan, what do you think yeah. the guitar brings to theatrical or dramatic music such as, you know, on Ipomenia? Uh, so, as you know, most of the tracks are pretty orchestrated. You know, it's epic. So, it's huge, you know, uh, in terms of the sound. But when the guitar comes in, there's almost a, a sense of, you know, a, a, almost like I'm zooming into one moment. It's still very epic, you know, but almost the lenses are a lot smaller right now and, and I, I immediately I'm drawn to, you know, a more personal experience. So I think that's one of the biggest, um, you know, effects that us brings into the, the album. You know, he draws you into that personal experience with his playing. You know, that's mm. one of the reasons why I, I love the guitar so much. Yeah, mm. Ida, what do you think of all this and have you ever worked with us? I have. We worked. Um, he Kubaya did. Jazz. Uh, one, of my, one of my first few Kubaya Jazz was with us, and uh, every time I think about you know all the names that he's pulled in uh, for in collaboration for his album, I think this is it's going to be quite an amazing album, um, because of the, the type of musicians that he's got on board. So mm-hmm. I'm extremely excited to see what comes out of it. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so besides us and Ida. Uh, we, we have Stephanie Vanderson, who, uh, who was in the first album, she's returning. Um, and then we have Ronnie Tan, as mentioned just now, uh, on the violin. And we also have Safia Anifa, which uh, I'm also really excited, she's a uh, musical theatre trained. So she brings a different kind of sound also. Um, yeah, and then as mentioned earlier on, uh, with uh, Froya, Biju and Nick Davis. Do you guys also discuss... Um, other apart from the music, yeah. the other aspects of the album, you know, uh, the names of the songs, for example, are you going to be collaborating on that, or is that your call, uh, Onsan? Mm. I think that's sort of my call. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, it's an executive decision. Uh, well, no, just uh, it was a conscious uh, decision, uh, even with the first album, to not have the typical like a walk in the park, because I want people to listen to the track without having a preconceived idea of what the song is about. So the first album was named after Rogue Planets. They're planets in our, our solar system, but it's not exactly in you know the famous ones. Uh, this one, the second one, because it's time and space, uh, I've thought about this. <laughs> Most likely I'll be naming the tracks after people, uh, especially people who have contributed to uh, the space uh, exploration, you know, so people like Isaac Newton, you know, all these people who have uh, given us the knowledge of what space is like. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, I wanted to ask you, as about your outreach program. Uh, well, I, I had a, an outreach program uh, which uh, started with uh, one of my students, Irina Tayeb, former students now. And um, eventually what happened was she was going to go attend Berkeley College of Music. And so it was. I was prepping her for the auditions and she got in and she got a wonderful scholarship and she's studying with a lot of amazing musicians there. And um, She was in the band, the Impatient, Impatient Sisters. Sisters. Yeah, mm. so I think with my teaching, um, a lot of people who come to me, it's not just about learning to play the instrument. It's also about, you know, if they are 
aspiring musicians, aspiring professional musicians, is about learning to play the instrument and how do you get a gig? How do you perform at a gig? What do you do um, in real life situations? It's not just about playing the music. It's about how is the music industry like? You know, if you go to college, what are you looking out for? Who do you study with? How do you prepare for auditions? And so I think just my uh, philosophy for teaching is kind of look for people who are students who are looking into a career in music. How do you make this sustainable? Wh- what where is your place in the music industry? And um, I, I love doing clinics and workshops. In fact, that's what I'm going to do uh, in Macau. I'm doing um, a fingerstyle guitar workshop and also a jazz uh, workshop because I studied jazz composition when I was in Berkeley. So I'm looking forward to share that over there as well. Right. But this outreach program, is there anything specific that you do? Do you help raise funds for your talented students to go study mm, overseas? or not? Uh, well, with Irina, what, it, was, um, it was my first attempt at it, and it was basically a tuition-free it's like scholarship with me, basically. Mm. So I, I, I just taught her because I thought she was an, she's just an amazing talent, you know, really hardworking, great work ethic, and uh, just brilliant in so many ways. So I did, it was a tuition-free program. I see. And it included performances with me we played for uh, like the Kakisani festival the Kakisani organized a festival and perform at those events as well so mm-hmm. not just learning but also you know everything surrounding uh, her music life so um, will there be an Ipomania 3? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> we'll see how this goes <laughs> and so yeah. you've got three albums coming up for the rest of the year you've got performances coming up uh, Ida What's next for you? Um, I'm doing a. I'm actually working with Sean Gazi. Um, we're doing a Kabaya Jazz together, and also trying to get my recordings done this year. So fabulous! Yeah, we look forward to that. You're going to be collaborating with these two. I don't know. Maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> I it's should a no-brainer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell them jokes in your album. <laughs> um, anything else you'd like to tell us about? Um, so the album will be released in September, hopefully, uh, if all goes well. Um, and if you want to find out more, you can go on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash Ipomania. Uh, we'll be putting up updates. Obviously, you can also follow Asama uh, Ida Mariana to you know, find out more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Asa, let's play a song from your album, Postcard Dari Malaysia. Um, yeah, um, we'll play a track called Serendipity in Surinda. I love that serendipity in surrender. <laughs> yes, named by Yin, my manager Yin, who who's right here with us as well. Right here Hi, with Yin. Us quietly at the back. <laughs> and um, the song was really. Uh, I was in Sikaping Surinda, and which is a very beautiful place. Mm. And it was, you know, like New Year's Eve, and it was so quiet there and so peaceful. And I was so inspired. I realize now that I'm I'm really a city boy, but I realize when I go, I'm surrounded by nature. I tend to want to write more music when it's just yeah. really quiet, and so I was just inspired. So it has a tinges of Americana in terms of the the strumming part and a very sparse melody, and I think it's just really um, a reflective song because of the environment. Just such a beautiful part of nature. Right. Serendipity in Surrender, taken from Postcard Dari Malaysia by Asamat. Yeah, thank you very much, guys, thank for so much. for being with us. <laughs> We've heard from Onsan, Ida Mariana, and Asamat. Woo! Yay! Thank you so much. Asani Kind of Love returns next week. This is Maya Tan signing off. BFM eighty nine point nine.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.